0: Sometimes when we sin ourselves, we would chuck um, everything into what we physically can to try and redeem ourselves as Christians. And so sometimes it might be, I know, I will sign up to every single church rota possible and just to kind of redeem myself, t- to show that I'm working for God's kingdom. Is that really um, what God is calling us into? It could be that we would be really kind to lots and lots of people and find ourselves getting really, really stuck in conversations and really getting um, held up in things going on in our lives, etc. And so we try and redeem ourselves, and that's just not... Possible. No payment is ever enough. There's nothing that we can do to be completely forgiven. And, and for us, that's a really hard concept, especially being British as well. Even to apologise or even to accept an apology, that's even still quite difficult. Because we don't like to admit that we're wrong. And yet we've got this Bible, we've got this lovely book that has got God's word in and it says that we are wrong. And there's nothing we can do about it. And when you understand the concept of grace, that's, that's really difficult. But let's go back a minute and let's look at the word sin, okay? Sin is a nasty label. It represents everything evil, physically possible. And so just to um, understand what sin is, sin is an action that we actively decide to partake in that separates us from God, okay? So that's kind of terminology that a lot of Christians use. Let's unpack that a bit. So um, God obviously intended to be in communion, in relationship, um, have friendship with us. It's actually called kinship, which means it's like an adoptive um, stance that God has chosen you no matter what. Even if you don't choose him, he has chosen you. Okay. And and so that's what kinship, that's what our relationship is like with God. And so he has paid the price for us by sending his son. It's only him who can pardon us because he can't be with sin. In the ancient world, especially in the slave trade... If a slave was to be set free, a ransom would have to be paid. And uh, of course, as part of this ransom, there would be some costs that would need to be covered that that the owner would have um, occurred and would obviously put some interest on top of that for the trouble of letting this uh, slave go. And that's exactly what we were. We were a slave and our full bodies were completely slaves to sin. And that is until God has said enough and he sent his son to die for us on that cross. I remember going to... um, Soul Survivor. Who's heard of Soul Survivor at all? A few of you have. Um, so it's a youth festival that was born out of New Wine and, um, and it used to have like 30,000 young people meet a year and I remember um, a speaker, Danielle Stripland, come to speak and she spoke about an anaconda that was sweeping across the churches and taking them completely whole and she said, Um, When when God was speaking to her about this, she she went on a a, a, a trip out into the bush and she was given a little leaflet that told her how to survive a snake attack. Um, If an anaconda comes anywhere near you, you are to lay completely dead, still on the floor. Act like you're dead. Let it consume you, all the way up to your waist. I don't like snakes, so I'm already not a fan of this. Um, And then, when right at the moment, and of course, when you're doing this, it's really important that you have a sharp knife in your pocket. Okay, if you forget, if if you're listening to this and you forget about the sharp knife, God bless you, um, because I think you're going to be a bit stuck. And when the time is right and the snake comes up to your waist, she said, get the knife out and stab it right in the head and you'll kill the snake. Um, The disclaimer is I've never actually obviously done that, so I don't know if it works or not. So I don't imagine, I would just say run personally. Um, and, and she went on to describe the snake, that the snake comes over to kill, steal and destroy. And that's exactly what Satan is doing. Sin is something that makes us completely separate. It, it harnishes us. It makes us completely um, guilty. And the fact is, is that no matter what we have done, as long as we keep coming back to Jesus... He is the one who has paid the ultimate price, not for your past stuff, but also for everything in the future. That's really difficult to get your head around. Another way of looking at it is, um, I went to a christening last weekend. And the, the vicar was... Uh, Explaining to a a congregation who weren't Christians, who probably haven't been to church mostly in their life, and he was explaining what sin is. Sin is spelled S-I-N, and it can't be spelled with, especially without the I. And the I stands for me as an individual. Sin cannot be um, it it cannot happen without me because I actively take a decision to sin. And I felt that was really, really good to hear that actually we partake in sin when we choose to sin. And so two things that both the poor and the rich have in common, does anyone know what that is? Anyone? They both will die and they both stand before God completely naked with none of their riches, with none of their possessions, with none of their what have you done on earth, so to speak. There's none of that. They stand before God and they are completely blameless. They are completely in full of love that God has for them. And in forgiveness. So there's nothing that we can do here on earth if we have the riches to save our souls from anything other than to believe in Jesus. So I'm going to land with this because I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. Imagine this you go out with your family to a restaurant think of your favorite restaurant think of the favorite things that you like to wear you have your favorite dishes a free course meal obviously or more depends if you want more puddings etc your favorite glass of wine as well comes to payment time so you do that very british thing is you know you either wave to the waiter or you do that special nod or Haven't mastered that yet. And you get your card out and you put it in the card machine. And then the waiter turns around and says, Payment is declined. We've all been there at some point. Or at least witnessed someone else be in that situation. That's difficult, it's embarrassing. And it makes you feel like every single person is looking at you. And that is exactly what sin is like. And then, unbeknown to you, someone turns around, taps you on the the shoulder, and you have no idea who they are. And they offer to pay for you. Imagine what kindness that is like, that a payment has been made on your behalf by a complete stranger, but someone who cares and loves for you. Satan is the bartender who has told you that your payment is rejected. The stranger is Jesus, the one who is, who is unknown, who is caring and who loves you. And so if you go from this church today Know this, that sin is designed to entrap us, to enslave us. And it is Jesus who is the one who set us free from that. Not just from yesterday's sin, not just from today's sin, but also tomorrow's sin, and on and on and on. And the only one thing that we could do every single time is just come back to Jesus. That's it. That is it. And so if you feel guilty, if you feel shameful or any of them other things that are to do with sin, that's not of God. Because we know a God who is full of love, forgiveness and who cares. That is Jesus who has paid the ultimate price and there's nothing that we can do to accept that or pay for it other than just to worship him. Amen. Um, I I did say that this would be fun um, and um, so I'm going to ask you to stand if that's okay. If you're able to. If you could just close your eyes and have your hands out in, in front of you. And if there's anything that you are struggling with to do with sin or anything at all in your mind, just place that item in your hand in front of you. And when you are ready to hand it over to God to say, I can't do this anymore. Turn your hands down to the floor. As if it were to fall out of your hand. And let Him have the control. Because we're returning back to Him in worship. So Holy Spirit, we give thanks for you being here today. Give thanks for everyone being here. And we pray that you stir our hearts to come to you more and to know you more. May you be with us today and forever and in weeks ahead. Be with us in the storms and in the sunshine. Be with us in the loud and quiet moments. In your precious name. Amen.